You know what else is very callous of is having your baby mama caught by the Empire. Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos for our canonically queer characters special. I am Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh, Fresh with a PH. And my gender this week is Eleni Sindola's bi husband energy. So true. Like, I know a lot of people will say, oh, but doesn't Cham have bi-wife energy? Correct. However, I think that that goes for, for his wife as well. Absolutely. She is like, this is my husband, and he likes men and me. So powerful of her, honestly. We don't talk about her enough. We don't. I don't, listen, I don't care if they're canonically queer. Yes, they are. <laughs> I don't care what canon says, they are. Actually, until they unwhitewash the Bad Batch, I'm holding a Lenny and Cham uh, hostage, and they're canonically queer until uh, the, I, the ransom is met. Yeah, you get me. I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on social media at Kaludia says K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. My gender this week was sent to me by my partner, Claire, um, over Discord. Does the cantina serve nachos? Does it? What? These are the questions we must ask. Yes. Also, which cantina? Is it the one on Tatooine? Because I don't think that one serves nachos. Or maybe they're really Why shitty nachos. Why would it nachos. not? It's, it doesn't seem like it's a place with a kitchen. Like, the bar's in the middle. They, lots of places have bars in the middle that still have a kitchen. Okay, well, did you see anybody like eating food? Applebee's. Not Applebee's. Do you think that Luke Skywalker went to Applebee's happy hour a lot? Absolutely. Yes. No, that's what the um the the bar that he goes to with his friends that that's an Tashi Station. Yeah, Tashi Station. <laughs> Why could I not remember the name? The Tashi Station is actually uh, the Applebee's. Tashi Station just sounds like a gay club. I don't think it's an Applebee's. It's the rural equivalent of because they don't really have anything else, so it has to be both a gay club and an Applebee's. Yeah, who are you to say that an Applebee's is not inherently a gay club? I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Vernestra Rowe, as played by John Krasinski. That's terrifying. Yeah, and then Wreath is going to be played by Emily Blunt. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on social media at The Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is Comac Vitus walking out of the woods and into the Chromatica Ball, which is oh, presently true. taking place. Comac <laughs> Vitus at the Chromatica Ball? Is yeah, that that's where he went? He said, oh, that's shoot, where my... he ran off to, yeah. He's like, my tickets are coming up, and I can't tell Reese that I'm going without him because he's going to be jealous. Yeah. So, so he pretended to run. Event. He pretended to run off into the Corellian forest, but then <laughs> immediately after they all left, like left because they're like dang Comac has has disappeared he came out out of the forest and <laughs> went to the, the chromatica ball and you know what I'm he's finding he's finding the rest of the star of the star hopper crew at the chromatica ball because that's where they went missing like, presumed dead just means they're at the chromatica ball they're like master Comac, what the fuck are you doing here he's like uh sorry i i get that all the time that's not me sorry and then he's like wait a minute what are you guys doing here Orban Buck, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are your clothes? <laughs> Orbalin is there. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm of the thought that if Torben Buck is at the Chromatica Ball and he is, that gentleman is just wearing like a jockstrap and then glitter body paint, Abs- like absolutely. just like a lot of glitter. Hi, my name is Mel. I use they/them pronouns. You can find me anywhere on social media at Melvin Copa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is Gritty, a Star Wars Visions novel. Um, I would love to read that. Emma, Candon. Emma, <laughs> Candon. I think that uh, getting a hug from Gritty would sort of feel like going through a car wash. Like in a bad way, but like not in that bad of a way. Don't I think that's what I mean. Like that. That's what I feel like to hug the Ronin. 
Well, see, the reason I brought that gender this week was because, one, I'm going to be talking about a character from Ronin, a Star Wars vision novel, and the, the short The Duel. Um, but also followed by, I was rereading my notes that I wrote in the, I, my, I annotated my copy of Ronin, um, and I'm looking through, was looking through my notes, and I forgot that a character does call the Ronin Grimace, uh, or Grim. <laughs> talk about And I was like, oh my god, Grimace, like from McDonald's, and then I was like, wait, no, Gritty. <laughs> I don't know why I think of those two. I think it's because I think that they are lovers. They're um, boyfriends. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Good for them. Anyways, this is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> no, it, it's a gritty podcast now. So y'all see the big hockey game? I'm gonna. No. Any, anyways. Anyway, I would love to introduce what we are doing today. So we are having a fun little roundtable conversation about characters that are canonically queer. Mel, Noah, and I went on to Fulcrum Transmissions, our besties podcast to talk a little bit we basically did the same thing <laughs> but now we're doing it here um so each of us has picked out a canonically queer character from star wars and we're just gonna talk about them talk about what we like about them etc contrary to what the homophobic puppet says um there are queer people in star wars uh they do exist uh they are simply vibing um so we wanted to shine a little spotlight on them okay do you guys want me to go first Okay, so my character has a lot of really extensive lore that I'm going to get into, so guys, make sure that you are paying attention. The character that I'm bringing today is Larma Dacey. You all know her as one of the lesbians from Rise of Skywalker. I'm not actually bringing her today. I just wanted to give her a shout out because I'm sorry that the haters came for you. You're iconic. There's just not a lot of lore about you. I could talk about her for maybe five minutes. So, um, no, the character today I'm actually going to be bringing is Keo Venzi. Uh, they are from Star Wars Squadrons. They are non-binary. They are Miri Allen, and they are voiced by an actual non-binary person. So right. they are Force-sensitive. They're not a Jedi. Squadrons takes place during the Galactic Civil War, right? So Keo was born after the fall of the Jedi Order. Basically, they are Force-sensitive Miri Allen, and they use them pronouns. <laughs> and honestly, it's very exciting because this is a game, and this is one of the first, like, canon appearances of a non-binary character and especially one of the first like appearances i think in a canon game does harrison doula only hang out with gay people correct yeah harrison doula is in squadrons i am here to talk about how squadrons is an amazing game and everyone sleeps on it hair is there wedge is there all the homies are there anyway so squadrons is a flight simulator and it takes place during the galactic civil war basically you are playing as a part of Vanguard Squadron. You meet Hera in the game, you meet Wedge Antilles in the game, so it takes place while you're fighting for the Rebellion, right? It, it's it's very much like a slice of life of like what it's like for Rebellion pilots and what it's like for Rebellion fighters. So it's just, if, it's a, it's, if it's a slice of life anime, do they have a beach episode or...? Yeah, they have a beach episode. Actually, the beach is called Scarif, <laughs> and uh, they all die at the end. I knew, you know, you, I knew um, what you were going to do. Yeah, no, it's not really that kind of slice of life because they are in a war. <laughs> um, but you get this really interesting gang of characters, and they're all really close. Like, they're clearly, like, war buddies. They're brothers in arms. Except for Keo, who's, who's a sibling in arms because they are non-binary. But they're really interesting, and something that I really like about Keo specifically is that they were a, like, champion pilot. Like, they were a starship racer before they were basically radicalized and met someone. They don't ever specify who, but they said that they met someone who saved them during an issue that they had with some crime syndicates because they had a bunch of champion championship wins in starship racing and they were too good. So the crime syndicates were like, no, that's no good. So then they got saved by someone. Again, they don't specify who, who they said opened their eyes to see what was going on with the Empire, and they joined up. And it's just really interesting to hear their perspective on the Force, because they do say that they're like, oh, well, I can just kind of do things, but it's not the Force, it's just a hunch, but it's clearly the Force. Um, I was going to ask a few questions. I'm just curious about them. One, wouldn't it be Slay, this is not a question, this is a statement, wouldn't it be Slay if Reva 
as the person because we don't have that information that could just be a fun little sleigh thing i know once again timeline wise who knows if that works i just think it'd be cool to have like that yeah um fall white 2 um mostly because i'm not a hashtag gamer how did you play this is this like a little computer game is this a vigid game on like a it's a it's available on most major consoles i know it's like it's um, on switch it is not on the Damn nintendo it. switch um sadly it is not but it is on like pc it is on like xbox and ps4 and all that stuff ps5 now sorry I'm a fake gamer but yeah another fun thing about Kyo is that their helmet does have the non-binary flag colors on it, which is just very exciting. The non-binary people working on this game really went had a had a ball with this. They really must have really just had a great time. They were mm-hmm. like, "We've been set free." Yeah, they said they said we've got our little our little bestie. We are gonna make it work. Um, but I'm always excited because I think this is one of the first times we see a named character who is not a female, Miri Allen which is very exciting. I think that Muriel is really interesting and I would love to see more of it. Like, I- I'd like to see more of it from the eyes of people who are actually like born and raised there because I think everyone we've seen except for Kyo was a Jedi. So yeah, but I always think uh, Kyo is very special to me because again, it was one of the first times like that I saw a non-binary character in a video game that was like an actual like triple A level game and while squadrons isn't quite like the the triple a like huge game it was just very very exciting and especially in star wars which has such a grand galaxy and i played this when i had become a little bit disenfranchised with star wars because it was um just a weird time and i hadn't engaged with it for a while so it was just very exciting to be like oh it's a breath of fresh air and might i ask who voices keo keo is voiced by bex taylor klaus Oh, shut up. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, for They voice who... Pidge from Voltron in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they do They do voice uh, Keo, and we're very excited to promote this game when it was a thing. So they did talk about it a lot, which was also really nice to see. Like, clearly the people who are involved in the creation of this character, not just on the side of acting and voiceover but also in creation clearly cared a lot about doing this right and this is one of those things i think keo is very authentic representation because they really do like mesh in to the world around them and they don't really have a story where they're like yeah i use they them pronouns and i'm non-binary what are you gonna do about it like they don't there's never really a scene like that it's very much it's it's very similar to canto sai in a way that that's just like that's just who they are and everyone else in the universe is like awesome cool I'm down with the down with the cause. Slay. Um, their non-binariness, their transgenderism is simultaneously an important part of their character, but is also not like the central thesis of like they were like we want to put a non-binary character in the game. Let's just put this person in. Like they have so many elements about them. Like it's clear in every conversation that they have because people are referring to them with their preferred pronouns that they are non-binary. But again, as I said, there's also no big scene where they're like I'm transgender. Fuck you guys. POV, Harrison Doula takes you to the doctor to get your prescription for testosterone. So true. And she would. And Where's she that would. Scene in squadrons. That is a that is great. Sadly, that is not there, but I bet there's probably a side quest where Wedge takes you if you if you ask hard enough. If you bother him enough. POV, Wedge gives you top surgery. No, okay, here's the real <laughs> question. Actually, I have a big question. Sorry. So sorry. I keep asking questions. I'm holding you, everyone hostage in this Zoom call. Um, is Wedge Antwee's voiced by one Nathan Cress in this? As in Fred. Freddy from iCarly. He voices him in iCarly. He voices him in Rebels. Wait, what? You didn't, you didn't know, know that? that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I heard I, his voice in Rebels and was just like, actually, is that Freddy from Iconic? <laughs> actually, in, guys, in Squadrons, I do believe he's voiced by Dennis Lawson. Slay. Who plays Wedge Antilles. Oh, <laughs> oh that's very slay. <laughs> anyway, said, Wedge. No, sorry, Nathan Kress. You will but that's not my, be voicing him today. This is my, I will also, as excited as I am, Keo is just one of the many things I love about Squadrons. And I'm now going to use this to pitch it to you. 
basically, as I said, it is a flight simulator, but also you get to play as both an Imperial and as a Rebel, and the Imperial that you play at clearly the entire time is wrong. Like, one of the big things that happens in like the first part of the game is you are playing like an Imperial mission, and then your commanding officer is like, uh, go over there, and then he defects while you're on a mission. And he is so slay. Lyndon, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. But a lot of it is about, like, what it means to be a rebel and what it means to be an imperial. And we see a lot of the, like, skewed thinking because it's juxtaposed, like, right back to back. You'll do a scene where you're fighting as an imperial and then you'll do a scene where you're fighting as a rebel. And you see the flawed thinking and being like, no, the Empire's good. But only because I'm, it likes me. And it's just very interesting. Also, there are other gay people in the game. Like, Keo is not the only person, so. Isn't there, like, a gay Imperial? There is yeah. a gay Imperial, yeah. It ain't Star Wars without one. <laughs> it ain't Star truly. In closing, Squadrons is a really good game that has multiple queer characters, um, all of which who I feel are quite authentic. But I also want to shout out my icon, my bestie, Keo Venzi, who's Force-sensitive, but is also like, no, I'm not, but, like, is. Uh, has anybody here read the Alphabet Squadron books? No. Um, because I, I did recently read them and when you were describing like kind of the the vibe of that game, it's very that seems very much like the vibe of Alphabet Squadron. Um they weren't my favorite uh books, but they do have a lot of, they have a decent amount of queer representation and they do have a couple things, I think, in Victory's Price that were very slay. Um if people want that kind of vibe and they're not gamers you might enjoy the alphabet squad. It's not for me, but there are some very slight things in it. So if you want that kind of vibe in a book, um, it also exists there. I believe, is there an non-binary character in? I think there is. I believe there is in in uh, Alphabet Squadron, but I can't remember, so. I'm going to go next because Ollie brought up a, a fun, funky, fresh Mary Allen, but I'm also bringing a fun, funky, fresh Mary Ellen to the table. Everyone's bestie from the High Republic, Vernestra Rowe, who is, if you don't know, canonically aromantic and asexual. So let's get that arrow ace representation squad. Um, let's go. I, I, I love the actual amount of asexual representation in Star Wars because we have uh, V. Moretti, um, what's her name? Sola Naberi. Uh, which is Padme's sister, um, Leox Jossi, um, Vernestra Rowe, and I feel like there's one other person, or like maybe like a like a background character, but that's like a it's like a decent like four people, and some of those are like more main-ish characters in their respective media, um, which is very sly. So, yeah, yeah. So, Vern is. Like I said, a character in the High Republic. She's like one of the main POV characters for specifically the middle grade books. She also is a main POV character in one of the young adult novels, Out of the Shadows. She is one of the youngest Jedi Knights, I think, because she was knighted at 15, which is Yas and Slay of her. Let's go, girl boss. Anakin Skywalker could never... She has a Padawan also at the age of 16. So again, I Anakin Skywalker could never. I'm sorry to keep shitting on Anakin. I'm sorry to all the Anakin no, fans don't, out there. Don't apologize. It's funny and he deserves it. Yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Marin, she's honestly one of my favorite characters because she's just... I I just want to keep saying like Yas and Slay or like very epic. But in a lot of like media asexual characters or aromantic characters are like portrayed kind of shitty as in like oh I don't like really like feel and you know we're kind of like cold and distant which I'm just like mm. like I feel like there's like a lot of also like robot characters obviously they're just like oh yeah obviously they're asexual or aromantic because they're a robot and just like what are you trying to say there about people who don't experience romantic or sexual attraction that they're robots? Yikes, no. But Vern, 
And actually, the other like fun asexual characters that have been presented in like Star Wars haven't been like that, which is good, I guess. But Vern specifically, even though she's also a Jedi, has been shown that she she's very caring. And even though like yeah, she's just like I personally like you know don't feel that. And you know I'm trying to like uphold the Jedi beliefs of like you know not forming attachments, but I can understand when other people have these kind of attachments and can sympathize or empathize with them very well. And I'm just like, Vern, I love you, bestie. Yeah, no, I I love how she's also, especially like in Out of the Shadows, where she's juxtaposed by like Reef, who like has a crush on basically anything that has a pulse and is every time he sees it <laughs> yeah well it's also yeah. just, it's also interesting because in that story she's also next to like there's also a love story happening with our our two bestie lesbians and we also have wreath who's like having a fucking moment it's also very like i mean we've talked about like the high republic has like authentic queer representation all the time but like oh yeah it's authentic and like yeah queer people hang out with each other but also like I like also how like she's a young person it's not like I'm an adult and I whatever like she's a young person and like because she's a middle grade a POV character and and sometimes YA like she's going through like normal teenager stuff but just happens to be asexual and like it's no it's not any different and also like because she's a Jedi it it hammers home the thing of like no it's not just people who choose to be celibate or whatever it, they are they they are different which I think is very yes and very slay shout out to Justine Ireland yeah that is something else um that I find to be particularly like not endearing about Vern but like I really admire and enjoy about her as a character is that she is being presented to an audience that is relatively young and to be like hey like it's okay like here's a character who is not experiencing any of those feelings and when so often YA and like a middle grade I wouldn't say middle grade as much but like YA is like yes like romance and oh like you have a crush on and whatever it's nice to have a character who's just like actually mm -mm, I am busy I'm a single mom who works two jobs who loves a kid and never stops Reba (laughs) That's my fan cast for Vern's no. Reba McIntyre. She also wait. does have to give... Wait, 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 guys. Reba McIntyre? You're done. I can't. You're done. So true. A no, no, single no, inquisitor who works two jobs. <laughs> who hates her co-workers and never stops. <laughs> who hates Obi-Wan and never stops. I was also thinking about, um, uh, about Vern and how she does have to, like, give Emery the sex talk yeah, I guess kinda it's very funny to me I remember when Emery's like I know about that Vern stop and she's like oh thank god I like to think that like they had that conversation and then after Out of the Shadows but before The Fallen Star um, or Mission to Disaster more aptly um, Vern does give Imri uh, a copy of The Keeping and Caring of You, her copy that Stellan gave her that she was just kind of like browsed and was like, okay, anyways, <laughs> this is for you. And he's like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> She's like, well. Stellan, <laughs> but and it, to be fair, it is Stellan's personal copy, like of The Care and Keeping of You. <laughs> of The Care and Keeping of You? Does he need to learn how to insert a tampon? You know what? <laughs> Maybe he does. Just um in the first middle grade book which is a test of courage one of the one of the most like um or one of the moments that made me really start to like Vern as a character was when um our our bestie honesty weft let's go let's go honesty weft um he is clearly in mourning and like grieving because his his dad his papa did unfortunately passed away in the beginning of that book and Emery who's her padawan but not her padawan at that point in time is also kind of having a time because his his master his papa also passed away I'm sorry that I'm laughing about this why are you stranger things of finding them 
that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm sorry. Anyway, what I was saying, yeah, these two, like, children are, like, grieving because they lost their, like, father figure in Honesty's case's actual dad. And Vern, you know, instead of telling them they can't be sad, we can... she's just like, yeah, that's okay. You can be sad because that's a natural you know, like thing that happens, but also Emery, <laughs> just remember to be able to let go of that shit. Spoiler alert, he is not able to let go of that shit and she does have to get his ass in line. <laughs> I think that's also why she's very awesome today. I mean, we've talked about this before, but of her like, yeah, if she'd been around when Anakin was around, she would have just been like, and you're done. You're done. Enough. Uh, yeah. That's all I really wanted to say. That Vern was good arrow ace rep that isn't a robot or something. She's very ass and slay. And um, thank you, Justina Ireland, for, for Vern. The character that I bring is Comic Vitus. Um, he is also a gentleman from the higher public because the higher public is just chock full of homos is the lesson yeah. that we're learning. Uh, and I love that for her. The her in question is the higher public, <laughs> but um, Comic is not Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> what? Oh, why you... would it be Scarjo? Why wait, is Scarjo Comic Vitus as played by Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> no, actually, I think Comic would be better played by John Krasinski. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, wig. So. Comic's like canonical gay moments um, is that he he checks out a man. However, I think his much gayer moment is throughout all of Midnight Horizon as he and Cantum side talk about Cantum having a relationship with a circus performer. I think that's way gayer than checking out a man. I just and I it is a, a guy circus performer, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Also, Cantum side and their their canonically very sexy male lover. Uh, <laughs> we talk about a Midnight Horizon. I swear to God, there's a part of Midnight Horizon, and maybe you guys will remember this, where Kovac, Cantum is telling the story, and Kovac goes, Cantum, you minx, or <laughs> like something no, like I, that. I believe it Do you know what I'm like, talking that, about? Yes. And I'm like, that is something a gay person would say. No Absolutely. straight man is saying that. <laughs> no, and literally there are like multiple points wherein like Wreath and Ram and then Zine are like off doing the plot, and then Kovac is like, so, where did you guys go after that? Go on. What was it Kovac like? He's like, like Cantum, you didn't finish your story. No, literally. Go back by just canonically kicking his legs up. <laughs> like sitting down okay. on the bed. Like, They're like little girls at a sleepover. They're painting I'm each sorry, other's nails, braiding are. each other's hair. Reith is like okay, going not... through it, and Comac is like, oh my god. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so Reith and. You like men? Just... I also like men. Reith and Ram are fucking being like dressing up as little <laughs> assassins that can't speak and Comac and Cantum are just having a slumber party recalling Cantum's love life. Well I mean Comac has like Comac has like a face mask on and he's literally like on the bed like kicking his feet and he's like oh my god that's so crazy where did you guys go after that? No please you have to tell me like yeah and they're like ha 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 are you living through me vicariously right now Comac quickly <laughs> and Comac's like no I would so anyway, did he have abs? Okay, to be fair, I know we're joking, but this is not an exaggeration. This is literally what the dialogue is like. Like, like at one point they're like, oh my god, so like we're in the car, so like I have time to tell the rest of the story, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh shit, oh okay, there's an explosion. And, they get, and they're like, okay, so like we're back on the highway, so like I can tell you the next part of the story. And you're like, this is how gay people talk. <laughs> no, it's literally that. They're on a road trip to Star Wars Detroit. No, they literally are. Also because like, like Claudia was saying, like shit will go down in that book and they'll be like, oh my God, holy shit, you guys. Like that literally just exploded <laughs> back on the highway. Like, so anyway, like I was saying, literally he took me to like the nicest place. I loved it so much. And meanwhile, Wreath is like, do I, am I worth, like, am I, what, what's my worth as a person? Am I ever going to grow and like have independence and come back? Cause like, that's mega crazy. That's coconuts. So like, did you want to like, did you do it? What was it like? Like that's what's <laughs> happening in the entirety of this book. And at the end, Comic is like, holy shit, Reith, you're a Jedi Knight now. And Reith's like, thing, and he's like, I have to go. And then Cantum's like, to the chromatic, don't say anything. 
I'm not going there. I'm going into the woods. I don't want to be a Jedi anymore. I will not see you with the Chromatica Ball. No, because... <laughs> the idea of Cantum being like, yeah, I'm going to see you later at the Chromatica Ball because Buckets is going to be there. Anyway. That's where they're going <laughs> to rendezvous. That's why Cantum's like, oh my gosh, I don't... I'm... That's why they're not freaked out because they don't know where Lula is. They're like, oh no, where's Lula? Meanwhile, they know that she is with Buckets, who is going at to the, the Chromatica Ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't, no, because Cantum Sai is calling Torben and being like, honey, did you get the kids the Chromatica ball? And I know that there is some shit going down at, at the Starlight Beacon, but I was just wondering if you made it the rest of the way there. I can't. <laughs> honey, honey, I shrunk the kids at the Chromatica ball. <laughs> wow, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for phase three Higher Public Adventures. Okay, Daniel, you Hilder, if you are listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening. I like the all like three of us had the same thoughts of like DJO if you're listening. I will also say at the end of that book, one of the funniest things, I was fucking sobbing reading this, like Comac is like, I got to I got to go. Y'all know that Instagram comedian. <laughs> Rob. Anyways, please. Rob! <laughs> <laughs> he's like i gotta go and i i love that part because Cantum is just like did i do that was that did this did i trigger something within you or that is some like winter soldier trigger words like abs circus they're literally like wait no 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 that's not the point of my story homeboy like you don't have to do that he's like no i think i do i, need I to think i do right now he's like i'm spiraling my girl boss is no longer with us. I don't know what to do. Okay, and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, pre, uh, pre-Reef's pre knighthood, they're sitting in that tent when Reef is outside and he's like, they're going to fire me from being a Jedi. Um, <laughs> I, I just imagine Comac is inside with Cantum and Cantum's like, so what did you like draw out of my story that I told you? Did you get that I was talking about like learning to let go of things that you love because it means that they'll be like, okay, on their own. And Comic is like, I'm redownloading Grinder. I don't know what you're talking about, but that's what I gleaned from that little narrative section. And Kendall's like, wait, fuck, it's not what I meant. Kendall's like, I, I have the stupidest friends on the earth. I'm telling you, first of all, Comac Vitus in phase three, if he is not going through a midlife crisis, I don't know what the point of him is. Second of all, <laughs> tell me right now that Comac Vitus was not the gay bitch in high school walking the mile with the fucking cookie monster sweatpants wearing <laughs> Orla Durrani. Correct, 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 that is correct. That exact dynamic. Was Orla Durrani like eating the Cheetos with the cookie monster? The hot Cheetos? Okay. Yeah, with the yeah. chunky, yeah. Eye, with her very chunky eye, uh, very chunky mascara. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I'm obsessed with oh that. Oh my god. I'm just yeah. I I'm just saying because then because then Comac goes to the Chromatica Ball and Torben's like, okay, I'll see you at work tomorrow, and he's like, no, you won't. But thank you for the for the idea. Bye. In terms of like, is Comac like? authentic representation i don't i mean i would say yes because he feels like a gay person to me like in the way that he allegedly looks and acts and behaves he gives me gay vibes uh however i also like that similarly his queerness is just a character trait it's not his character if that makes sense like i feel like in a lot of canon queer character well not a lot of but like a problem that some canon queer characters run into both in star wars and outside of it is that when you look at what they are as characters, it's that they're gay and that's kind of all there is to it. Like they don't have any personality and Comac is, of all the things you say about him, that's like the last thing I would say. Uh, and I think that I joke about him. However, I think that he does feel like an authentic example of, of a queer adult. And I like that. I think he's very Yas and Slay. Do you think Comac Vitus was at Stonewall? No, because this no. is a conversation that Mel and I have had a lot in the idea of someone telling, being like, oh my god, Comac, someone, like one of the Padawans on Starlight Beacon calling Comac a queer Farzala. elder. Farzala Tarball is calling Comac a queer elder, and Comac's like, I'm like 42. I'm not an elder. And he gets really insecure about it. So he's like, Orla, do you think I'm old? Like, do you think I'm, I know my hair is graying, but I don't think that makes me old. Like, that's why he was crying at the beginning of Midnight Horizon. I he's think, like, I he's think... like that fucking idiot Farzala Tarball. And she's like, hey, that's a kid. And he's like, yeah and he called me a queer elder elder 
I'm not even 50. <laughs> I hate this fucking beacon. I hope it all burns up. Fuck everyone on here. No. Oh, like Vitus going into a literal crisis over the fact that someone called him a queer elder. I also love the idea a of Barzala not. Well, okay. But here's the thing. I also love that. I love the idea of Comac being like, how fucking dare he? He knew exactly what he was doing. And Frazal is like, I'm just a teenager. I, I thought that you were a queer elder. And he's like, wow, doubling down. How fucking dare you? Also, so hateful that Farzala Tarabal cannot be included in this episode yet. The clock Canonical. Is I'm, I'm waiting. I'm he waiting. He they vibes. Absolutely. Absolutely. If anyone does. Also, Porter Angle was at at Stonewall. He did throw the first brick. Anyway, I think I think I can probably I don't I don't have much else to say. I hope that I get to see him again after he ran into the woods. Um I I hope he's not all like scraggly because he's been living in, in a forest on Corellia. Scrongly. Scrongly Comac. Comac with a full beard? Very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, because here's my thing. I feel like he emerges from the woods with a full beard uh, and then sees Wreath and Wreath is like, what the fuck happened to you? I think the idea that he's like, <laughs> Stellan grew out a beard and looked distinguished. I grew out a beard and everyone, everyone screams when they see me. <laughs> What's up with that? What is that? It's my turn. I'm bringing a character from... Um, Star Wars Visions. Um, her first appearance was in The Duel, um, but she's a main character in the Visions novel Ronin by Emma Candon. Uh, we have an interview with Emma. Um, great book, first of all. This is like basically my pitch for you to read the book um, while also talking about queer characters because, first of all, basically every every girl, every girl, every bitch in that book is gay. Like every one yeah. of them, I think. The, I think only one character. There's only one character that we just don't know the the sexuality of, um, which is Chie, and Chie is just like her, her sexuality. I don't know her gender. However, is anti. So like that, that is a vibe enough. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna be talking about Koru. Um, Koru is the um, the female Sith bandit um who duels the ronin and she's like your lightsaber it's red because she thought she was going to be fighting like a jedi and then he's like nah fuck you (laughs) turns out it's actually way more fucked up than that um the lore in the ronin book um basically she started out as a jedi apprentice um but she has some anger issues and they were like, ooh, we don't love the vibe that you brought to the studio today. She's like, okay, well, I'm angry all the time. And then um, some Jedi is like, how about you you lean into that anger? And she's like, oh, word. And she becomes a Sith. Um, and she's she gets recruited to an MLM, basically. Basically, yeah. And it's really fucked up. And so stuff happens. I don't want to yeah. give too many spoilers. And it's also important to add that about this book is that the story and the world of the ronin is a lot different than like oh yeah traditional star wars canon so if it sounds like well wait a minute how is she a sit like it's completely different yeah, it's completely different um the dynamics are much closer to like it's just a totally politically different universe um but it's still very slay and you still have like these concepts of like light and dark obviously um I, I think of her narrative to be a lot like Ventress's, um, where it's like this woman who was wronged at a very young age before she could really advocate for herself to do otherwise is put into this situation. She's like, well, hmm, I'm going to start killing bitches. And then she does for a bit and then she gets her shit rocked and she's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> hmm. Um, and she gets brought back to life in the Ronin novel. She dies in the duel, obviously. Sorry, spoilers for Star Wars versions. Um, but yeah, she is very slay. Um, and you may say, Mel, you haven't even mentioned that, she, like, how is she gay? There's another character in this book named Akia, who is a little, little gay girl who has tattoos and is slay. And Koru is like, oh, 
you are huh it's so interesting that you are like that oh damn i've never damn um and basically i they i i think i can't remember the exact their exact ending but i feel like it is heavily implied that they are gonna go be gay together um and also emma candon on twitter has been like yeah basically well first of all once again all of the bitches in ronin are gay cannot overstate that the ronin himself is bisexual or pansexual like explicitly said in the book um that there's a main character uh fox who is canonically non-binary akia who once again little gay girl um there's yuhiro who is a trans boy um he is not really a main character but that is one of our first discussions of hrt and (laughs) not the high republic Mm -mm. not true not true not true that was in into the dark when reef silas said (laughs) was on the first page sorry yeah so true gender reef silas agenda and you're correct why why are you here reef get out we're talking about someone else um that was so crazy in the ronin when the ronin is like i need to leave this planet and then reef silas is like i'll help you (laughs) yeah reef silas falls in the world between worlds and ends up in the fucking duel and he's like whoa your lightsaber it's (laughs) red that's where Comac Vitus went when he ran away. No, no. Actually, you know what? No, that is that is a new um, ship I'm I'm down for. Comac Vitus and the Ronin. The Ronin and Comac. Yeah. Wait, new okay. Polycule just dropped. Yeah. The Traveler, new- Ronin, and Comac. Comac. They so could true. fix each other, and I stand by that. Period. Or they could make each other worse. Worse, yeah, literally. I do think that is not maybe the the like emotion I, okay. I hate to say this about the Ronin, but I feel like he's the perfect embodiment of I could fix him, but whatever is wrong with him was way funnier. Like, I feel like that that describes his character. Okay, but to be fair, that is exactly how the Traveler, like, describes him and feels about him. Like, the Traveler so meets true. him and is like, I could fix you, but you're so fucked up. I'm literally <laughs> not. Was way funnier. I feel like that is also, like, kind of like, um... Uh, like go to a little bit like it's like you're over she's overcoming but she's also there's something wrong with you and and i love that for you in a lot of ways koru feels like if asajj got to live um and she didn't quite do the the entire dark disciple arc but like still had like meet someone who irrevocably changes the way that she goes through the world um and she's like actually can let's play a little game just between you and I. Um, yeah, I just love her. I, I love this book and I forgot how much I did. And then I started like going through my notes for it. Um, at one point, there's the, the Ronin is like, I need to warn bitches. I need to warn bitches before they meet me of exactly who they're about to encounter. <laughs> And that is, speaks to me. Um, and yeah, it is, of course, very authentic queer representation. Emma Candon is, um, I don't know if they are non-binary or just gender non-conforming. Um, very slay. Emma uses she and they pronouns. Um, is queer. Um, and yeah, just, it's a very, it's a good book because their queerness is once again it, the whole entire arc is clearly not just like oh my god i i might be gay but like <laughs> yeah yeah i fuck bitches but i got other shit going on um yeah it's, yeah it's really her just being like i'm having a fucking mental breakdown about like who i am as a person and then being like wait oh there's a hot she's, woman shit she's fighting her <laughs> demons and the demon is lesbianism <laughs> she's fighting her demons and there's just this woman there <laughs> Just like, oh, jump scare. I think she literally does get jump scared. She does her. get jumps. No. Okay. Also, she does this very funny thing. All of the gals are on their little ship and they're all sitting together like, oh, we're all besties now. Except for her. She's angrily standing in the corner with her arms crossed because she's a mean little lesbian. So, yeah. I, I remember really distinctly loving part of the book because after watching the duel, you're like, okay, well, she died. Like, that's the plot of the short. And then the book is j- the reveal 
that she is simply too mad to die. <laughs> it's like, I refuse. You're a petty bitch, and I want you around still. Also, okay, I can't, I literally just can't remember. I know that the Ronin is, is plagued by hashtag the voice. Is she also plagued by the voice? She is also plagued by the voice, but she does not realize that the voice is, major spoilers for Ronin, the Ronin's daughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, because I'm just remembering that because when you're like, you're, she's fighting demons and the demons are, are lesbianism, I imagine that the, the, the voice is just like, you're gay. No, and the voice is also saying that to the Ronin too. And it's like, every, it's, and the voice is always like, dad, you're gay. Dad, just, just kiss them on the mouth. Jesus, I'm tired of watching you. With this fucking mirror. The God, voice, just kiss on the mouth. The voice from Ronin is reading the lesbian master doc to Goru. <laughs> <laughs> Gordy's like, okay, I, no, know, I know no, I like women, I but love, I'm busy. No, because I'm in love with the idea of Koru like trying to like get through her fucking day or like try to kill someone. And meanwhile, in the background is just this ghostly specter being like, Do you feel like men don't really understand you completely? <laughs> like like <laughs> no, doing a close no, screen. And she's like, Please, I'm trying to do my it's job. The, I'm trying like, to kill your dad it's, right it's now. The Please. Clip from, um, she's like, the you're gay <laughs> yeah she's like instead of reading the lesbian master can you read like midnight horizon or something to me something else please i can't do this right now so then she starts reading midnight horizon she's like oh they're gay in this one too <laughs> if you haven't POV, noticed on this podcast pov all the characters of ronin are haunted by visions of gay people and the visions are a fucking mirror they're like oh no <laughs> Star Wars that's, what visions. Really- that's what the vision is <laughs> So, okay, you know the scene from the last, you know the mirror scene from The Last Jedi? It's that, but when they're like, what did the mirror show you? And it's like a pride parade that I was in. It's just a pride parade, not when Rey kept seeing the reflection of herself a million times. Is Was that not a pride parade in a way? <laughs> so, tr- yeah. so true. Okay, no. Why was Qui Gon's Force Ghost not there to read her the lesbian master talk? <laughs> I can't. Qui Gon said, people. fuck you, fuck you guys. I don't want to do this anymore. I am I'm just I'm just saying I think it's magical, but yeah, over overall the plot of Ronan is just that they're all eventually gonna end up at a gay pride parade. That's that's what's going on. They are the demons. Skittle Squad. They yeah. really are. The, the, the ship is called Ronan. The ship is called what? The blood the poor crow? I think that, it, yeah, it's the blood crow. That's from Thrawn. Sorry, the blood crow is Thrawn. Gay people, but it is gay. something crow. It is something to do with a crow. It's the, the, the poor crow. crow. The, yeah, the shit crow, the fucked up crow. Guys, the... let's get on. Let's get on quick. Everyone, get on the fuck crow. We gotta go. <laughs> fuck crow. The, the crew of the poor crow is um. There, I call them the second ghost crew, <laughs> which you will understand if you read the book. Um, and the first ghost is crew... Chie. No, because it's Chie Zeb. Is that what you're yeah! saying? <laughs> no, because I hate it. Zebification of Chie. Are you Zeb have auntie, auntie vibes? Okay, I hate to say it, but like, he is gossiping at the he is gossiping at the gig about Ezra and Sabine. He's like, absolutely. So you saw? (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna bring one character today, and we decided that we are probably going to talk about her in the future. Who's uh, Doctor Afra? Who is pretty much the biggest canonically queer character in star wars she leads her own comic we are a queer star wars podcast we'd probably like to dedicate more time to her so i would like to bring a very special character today honestly claudia Um, you may want to explain a little bit because your character is not very well known yeah yeah um so this character is uh from a uh book that has just come out called padawan um and i don't know how many people would know who he is um his name is obi-wan kenobi um that's right, kids. Sorry for the spoilers for this book, but I need to discuss the queer canonization of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, ne- I never, I try not to get my hopes up about anything in Star Wars. I never, I, I never, I expect nothing. And I, and I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, I was reading this advanced copy on the beach and I started crying in front of my entire family. I threw my Kindle across the across the beach. I started crying and my entire family was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
And I was like, I don't know how to explain that they just talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi being attracted to men three times, three times in this book. I cannot, I cannot stress to you how crazy this book will make you feel. <laughs> um, we have all joked here about how Obi-Wan is gay for a while. We have. We already have the vibes. And the cool thing is, not only is he gay in this book, canonically gay, but he also has gay vibes in this book, as we have talked about, of like, yeah, there's like the canonization, but there's also the vibes. Kirsten White is the uh, understands so in the other piece and this is a slight spoiler that also makes him gay is that he's a canonical orla dureni stan much like comac vitus that is what i was gonna say because here's the thing all of the girlies on twitter and i understand why but everyone is like oh my gosh there's gonna be an appearance by higher public character in padawan i wonder if it's gonna be stellan geos because obi-wan reminds a lot of people of stellan when i opened that book and i saw orla dureni's name i am i about died i'm just saying Cormac is also how, mentioned. But it ain't about him. How are you as a man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, how are you as a man going to be like, I love Orla Jereni, and then be like, I am straight. Explain that. Yeah, he, I, I'm really, I don't want to spoil the plot of this book because other than him being gay and also Orla Jereni being like a huge figure in his like growing up as a teenager, which makes me feel crazy. The actual plot of the book is extremely Yas and Slay and has a very good message. Um, but yeah, um, canonical Orla Dureni stan Obi-Wan Kenobi also canonical Orla Dureni stan Qui-Gon Jinn um also Elzar is mentioned uh like a trick-ass bitch in this book yeah he's mentioned in the way about him he's mentioned in the way that they're like yeah Orla was doing something really cool but then Elzar had to come along and fuck it all up Obi-Wan's like I don't know what that's about anyway I'm 16 okay sorry not to derail the Obi-Wan conversation I'm so sorry but also followed by, there is a part in Padawan that we find out that Orla and Comac have engraved their names in the Jedi Lem- uh, Lempel? The Jedi Temple Library. And if that is not gay people culture, carving your name into a place that you probably shouldn't, that's also straight people culture. But I think specifically yeah. those two people and together. In the, in the library? In the library. And that Obi-Wan just, like, found it by chance. Like, the Force the force was like, you are gay, and, like, drove him to find this little secret thing. I'm trying to not give away as much as I can, because the, the plot is actually quite interesting. Um, I'm like, he's so gay, both subtextually and actually, in this book, that they're like, there was these gay people in the past. They have a message for you in the future. And when I say he's gay, it's it's like... This is not a spoiler for the plot. I just want to know. But um, he he basically, he, he's having these, like, doubts about the Jedi Order. And, and like, who who am I? Am I? Oh, they also canonize canonical anxiety haver Obi-Wan. Like, he is having a literal anxiety attack for, like, half of this book. And he's, he's basically, like, uh, he's gay and he has anxiety. I've never felt more represented in my life. But he basically, at one point, is like, I don't know if I'm going to leave the Jedi Order. I don't know if I'm going to stay in this place. And he and he's like, you know, if I stay in this place, he's like, do I want to kiss everyone here? He's like, I don't know. And then like, there's this guy, there's this teenage boy who's next to him, who's like, I mean, I'd go for it. And he's like, I mean, I would, but like, I'm busy, and I don't know if I'm gonna still be a Jedi. But he's like, I want to. And you're like, excuse me, hello. Um. And then he brings it up several more times, uh, and how he's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I would go for anybody. And, like, I would definitely, you know, kiss somebody on the mouth, either of the people here. And also, I, I, I have traditionally thought of Obi-Wan as bisexual. I have changed my mind with this depiction. I do believe he is pansexual. Um, I just don't – I don't know why. I got a better vibe that way. I don't know what it is. Um, but basically – also, in this in this book, there are other like queer characters. There's two lesbians, uh, and there is a non-binary character. There's some Mary Allens also. I'm not Mary Allens. I'm sorry. Who the ones? Um, what's the one with the with the with the head thingies that wave? Gruda? No. The, oh, um, oh oh um um Mickeyans. Mickeyans. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. There's also some lesbians and uh, some non-binary people, and I believe there's an asexual person who 
Obi-Wan, because he he drinks his respect people juice. He's like, I would kiss everyone on this island, except for this person who I don't think is into that. <laughs> Literally, that's what he says. And you're like, you're so slay, Obi-Wan. Um, I don't know. It meant a lot to me. I did start crying on the beach. Kirsten White, I don't know what happened at Lucasfilm that they were allowed to do this, but Kirsten White, the author of this book, I owe you my entire fucking life. Because there was a time when some motherfuckers are coming in my comments and being like, Obi-Wan's not gay. He likes a teen, which, yeah, if he's bi or pan, he can still like a teen, besties. And now I'm vindicated and y'all can suck an egg. Kirsten White gave us the receipts. Now we can be like, actually, textually, hmm. Now someone give me Obi-Wan kisses Cody on the mouth. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Well, who's to say that's not going to happen? They're going to the Chromatica Balls. I mean, we're already halfway there. (laughs) Yeah. The Chromatica Ball between worlds? They see Cormac there. (laughs) Exactly. No, okay, because what is the Chromatica Ball if not the world between worlds? Get out. Get out. What are you going to do, send me to the Chromatica Ball? (laughs) Um, Guys, I, Noah has been sent to the Chromatica Ball. It's the, the new Chiss Ascendancy. It's the, it's the new Beach from Old. <laughs> I'm just saying, is the Chromatica Ball not the Chiss Ascendancy? I have not read okay. the Thorn books. I can Anyways. be totally off about that. I don't know. Um, I, I also want to say this does make me a little upset because now that we are down for making like huge main characters queer, even sign media, chop, chop. Why are we not doing it for other characters? Now, the timer, it has started. Like, because before I was like, that's never going to happen. They would, like, with Leia, they explicitly ungayified her. Like, any possibility that she could in a book, they were like, oh, no, she's uh, she's like, oh, I'm only attracted to men. And I was like, that can't happen. But now they've opened, and I was like, so that's, it's never going to happen. It's, it, like, they, they just, they, they're like, with any, like, main characters. But now they've opened the door. They've opened it with Obi-Wan. And I'm like, you've opened Pandora's box and you can't put it back in. So now my expectations are higher. You've you've made quite the mistake because I had very low expectations. So chop, chop. I'm I'm expecting Poe Dameron kissing a man. Let's go. Anyways, yeah. please read Padawan by Kirsten White. That book makes me fucking crazy. And not just because Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan being gay is like the cherry on the Sunday. It is time for everyone's favorite segment name that ship what name that ship is is it is where one of our hosts will find a fan fiction or be sent to fan fiction then we will read the tags the title and other relevant information so that the other host can try to guess who the main relationship in the fan fiction is i've brought one today that i found in the wild i will say this one I, i'm obsessed with the summary i cannot this is a little different because one of the people in the main ship is is reader however what i would like for you all to guess who this person is being shipped with and what the au is and it's going to be very very easy it sounds very confusing but i promise it's not are we ready It is funny, on our queer episode, I have brought us all straight people. (laughs) Um, So, this is rated M for Mature. Character A slash reader. These are all separate ships. These are not together. Character A slash reader. Character B slash reader. Character C slash reader. Other characters include Ahsoka Tano, Padme Amidala, Barriss Afi, Anakin Skywalker, Jar Jar Binks, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Leia Organa, Luke Skywalker, Hondo Onaka. Additional tags, alternate universe, blank fusion, fix it, implied sexual content, unplanned pregnancy, reader in- insert, POV second person. I won't have anyone judging reader. She's having her hot girl summer. Okay. Are any of these are these characters all prequel characters or um around that era yeah did they all appear in the Clone Wars or just the movies or yes um one of them has appeared in the movies the rest appeared in the Clone Wars Cody Commander Cody Cody. is character A 
Is one of them Captain Rex? <laughs> Rex's character B. Is the is third one a, a clone? Yes. Is it, is wolf? it Fox? It is Wolf, character C. Do you guys want to guess what the AU is? Is it Mamma Mia? It's a Mamma Mia AU. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said Hot Girl Summer and I knew it. Um, <laughs> you they all look the same because they're clones. I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this, but basically TLDR, whirlwind affairs with three clones on three planets is not what you had in mind for your vacation, but you figure now is as good a time as any to live a little recklessly. Three, mo three romances, a lifetime of memories, and a broken heart later, you return to Coruscant to live your regular, regularly scheduled life until living a little recklessly has consequences. This is a Mamma Mia AU, but it's also a let's fix everything about Star Wars so everyone is happy and no one dies AU at the same time. This okay, is and here's the thing. I, if this were a movie, I would watch it. No, um, I, I'm... Like, uh, this is... <laughs> it's so... That's so powerful. Slay. So slay. Yeah. I'm I'm obsessed with this. Um, it's called "If It Wasn't for the Nights." <laughs> so, oh my god, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this pic. I just had to bring it. I literally found it like right before we started recording, and I believe it's current. It's currently updating, so it's not finished yet. But the masterpiece of our time. It's a bit of a long read. It is thirty-five thousand words, so just keep that in mind. Obsessed. Holy shit. Um, the fic I'm bringing, here's the, th the problem. I've also brought one of the most harrowing straight ships of our generation. Um, are you all ready? Okay. So, uh, this is character A, character B, slash character B. Um, I don't think I can name any of these characters that I was giving away. Actually, I can name one of these characters listed. <laughs> it can't give it away, but uh, one of the characters in the fanfiction is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, additional tags. Romance. Psychological drama. Fluff and angst. Protection. Deceit. Slow burn. Rare pairings. <laughs> Two variations of what the ship name would be. I'm so ready because the a tags are the word deceit. A play on words that is uh, a, a play on words that is the name of the ship, but it's supposed to be like a gothic romance. Two separate tags that go, mm, okay, mm, okay. Partner betrayal, drama, secret relationship, angst, angst and feels, consensual sex, drama and romance, opposites attract, love slash hate, hate to love. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi is in this fic, but he is not one of the characters in the ship. Are, are they, it, it's a street ship? Yes. L Luminara and Maul. No. Damn are they, it. Are they human? <laughs> yes. Both of them? Yes. Are any of them force users? No. Any of them clones? No. Are they main characters? No. <laughs> okay. Um, are they from the movies? Yes. Are they both in the movies? Yes. Okay. Um, is this a prequels era? Um, from a certain point of view. Okay. Is this Rogue One? From a certain point of view. Well, one of them is definitely from Rogue One, but... Is Galen one of Urso. them Krennic? One is Orson Krennic. Yes! <laughs> okay, so it's Orson Krennic and then a, and then a, is a, it a woman, character a human from, woman. Is, is the a other human one, woman. Is the other one from Solo? Mon Mothma. Yes, Mon Mothma! <laughs> <laughs> now, would you like what? to hear the name? Would you like to hear the name of the ship? Yes. Oh, no. Is it Morrison? <laughs> is it Memic? It's either Krema, Krenma, or, or, and my favorite, Mothic. <laughs> Amer my favorite painting, American, American Mothic. Mothic. And they will be taking them? your children. I hate, okay, I hate myself when you said American Mothic. I, I was immediately thinking of American Gothic if it was Ma from the, the hit I horror movie. I knew you Ma. were going to say that. I think that they would be MLM WLW hostility. Absolutely I correct. think that's definitely fair. I just, I honestly think the idea of Orson Krennic with anybody is laughable and hilarious. So I enjoy seeing him ship with any living human being. I think it's amazing every single time.
Yeah, because he's not pulling. Yeah. Jess is like, speak for yourself. <laughs> so true. Jess just put in chat Orson Krennic's ex Jess. No, okay, don't out no. me. Yes, don't out you. We've talked about this like 14 times on this podcast. You have I, talked I about it. I just think yeah. Krennic is kind of sexy. Jess, is this, okay, why, yeah. is this why you can Briley Ronan? Because you no, think Orson Krennic is sexy? Yes. Is that why? No. That's yes. not why you can Briley Ronan. Gotten, it's another reason then. Jess has gotten called out so hard in the last two minutes. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> The Not many... only are you are you audibly in love with Orson Krennic, you also publicly can Briley Ronan. Darkness is falling on the chat right now. Yeah, but also publicly can Marcian Rowe. What is your point? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Pod Race. Stay tuned two weeks from now for our Lego Summer Vacation special episode. We have a lot of fun things planned, so check it out when it comes out. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, you can follow us on social media at Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to ask us a question, feel free to send it to our TikTok Q&A. You can also email us at rupalpspodrace at gmail.com. If you really like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It really helps us. And without further ado, may the force be with you. And don't crip it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka. <laughs>